0: ml nation episode 257
1: anything can happen the moment you decide you make that decision you surround yourself with the right people the right books and you just put your head down and get to work and you just go out there and be who you were designed to be
0: if you want to be successful you just have to copy what mlm leaders do Nation presented
1: by your host Simon Chase where you'll learn strategies, secrets and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners.
0: To be successful, you need coaching, someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at mlmnationinsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, welcome. Hey, let me ask you before we start, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact on as many lives as possible and that's why I founded MLM Nation. I love MLM, loud and proud because number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Number two, network marketing allows us to give back more. And number three, network marketing allows us to be better parents because we're always leading by example. Our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors achieve a full-time income. Now, you must have a clear purpose and vision. Otherwise, you never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. So please make sure your vision and purpose is clear. And now, before we start today's show, just make sure to check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you're going to love Networking Times. Each issue is packed. It's a magazine of amazing and stories just like ML Nation. Go check it out at MLNation.net/slash times. And now here's today's review of the day. It comes from Sarah Johnson. This I love the personal development and hearing from top leaders in the industry. I've gained some incredible tips that I've implemented into my business that's made a huge difference in my performance. So, Sarah, thank you for sharing this. And ML Nation, if you're listening, if this show has helped you in any way, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. They mean a lot, not just to our team, but also shows the world how many people love the show, love network marketing. Okay, We are 100 million strong, the people need to know, and it's and it growing daily. So please, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. All right, with that said, we got an amazing show today. Let's go right to it. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Sandy Watkins. Sandy, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely, Simon. Sandy Watkins got started in direct selling over 27 years ago. So you know you're going to hear from a lot of experience and wisdom. She took advantage of the opportunities that Network Marketing provided and built a successful home business while homeschooling seven kids. Okay? Not one, two, three, or four. Seven kids. Sandy has won numerous awards and incentives from her company as a top earner, and um I'll, I'll let, i you share, I'll let her share the rest, but she and her family live on Spokane, Washington. So Sandy, I just gave an ML Nation brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing.
1: Absolutely, Simon, and it's a pleasure to be here, a part of MLM Nation, and so my story goes back quite a while ago, just like you had um, shared with everybody. In fact, after high school, went into trade school and really thought I wanted to own my own salon one day, and so uh, believe it or not, I was there for just six months building a clientele. I had already been married. I had a two-month-old son, and I got invited to a home presentation, and that's where I found out about our profession. I actually jumped in with two feet because that really aligned with what I was just on the path as being a stay at home mom and wanting to spend time, um, you know, growing a family. And I had always been entrepreneurial minded, in fact, even from a very young age. And so I just loved helping people, making them happy, and being um, financially independent, actually. So as I jumped into that um, first opportunity, it led me down a road of being able to stay home. And because of this profession, it's allowed me to create an income that has, you know, kept me at home. I mean, can you imagine, Simon, out of those seven children, six were boys. My family would have imploded if I had to go get a real job. So needless to say, um, five opportunities later and just partnering with the right people and, you know, learning and growing and just getting, um, you know, in front of the right mentors and coaches, it's allowed me just to create a residual income that has really exceeded, um, you know, my expectations. I have to pinch myself every day when I wake up, knowing that I get to go out there, do what I want to do, when I want to do it, with who I want to do it. And, you know, I, I really am, um, you know, excited about the fact that I'm a very, very young mom of many. Now my youngest is actually starting his first year of college. I have grandchildren and I get to spend so much time with them, growing my organization and just going out there and impacting other people's lives because of this opportunity.
0: Awesome. So when you got started, this is 27 years ago, how, how did you do your first couple of weeks?
1: My first couple of weeks, you know, the company that I had partnered with, I was very impressed with them because – I found a need to be organized um early on and they had the meetings, they had the team calls, they had the trainings, I showed up for everything and I just dug in and I, I did what they did. You know, I was partnered with a very successful senior director and I showed up for everything. If there was calls, if there was meetings, um, if they said do this, I did that. I, I followed the successful track that the other leaders had and I, I really took this serious, you know, even at a young age. All the opportunities I've had, I haven't chased them necessarily because of the products. I chased them because of the freedom and wanting to be able to be home. And so I figured if they said to do this and it was for my future success, you know, I did it. I never missed anything that um, they asked me to do.
0: You said serious. What is definition? You said you were very serious uh, when you started. What? And I think a lot of people say they're serious, but I see they're not serious. In your definition, what's Sandy's definition of serious? Or how do you? your that day, day and treat the business mm-hmm.
1: well that really means for me is having intention you know I didn't just sign up and grab the biggest kit that that company had to let that go to waste my intention was to create you know time freedom for me even at um you know years ago I just really saw the value in that so showing up with intention and just really you know making your yes yes and a no no and you know, um being serious about what I was doing i I didn't ever take it lightly. I really didn't. This was my focus. this was my quote unquote job, and so everything I did I did with intention
0: and I know you are very organized, you're super organized um uh, can you share some time management tips or organization tips so so for so there's a lot of- you know a lot of moms are listening on this right now so how do you do it what 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 can you share? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. In fact, um, that's always been a challenge. Who isn't it a challenge for? And especially moms, right? We are always faced with we have to get it all done. And so I totally get that. And I understand that because we're overachievers, we're multitaskers. And if we're going to put something else on our plate, we want to do it well, right? So something that I've incorporated into my life is you know, creating that habit of organization. So I've created an SOS system. This is a system that helps me simplify, organize and systemize. And I put that in every area of my life, not only in my business, but I put that in my home life. I put that in, um, just my prospecting, anything that I do, I'm going to get very serious and I'm going to simplify that process. I'm going to make sure it's organized and I'm going to systemize it. So when I go to attack whatever it is that I need to do, um, I know that I can get it done, and I just keep it very fluent and focused, and I keep the time short. I think the key is, you know, keeping the time short. I've had to really run my businesses in the pockets of my life. Showing up to dance class to drop off children 15 minutes early and then hitting my contact list. And I knew exactly where I was at because of the planner that I've created and designed and I knew where I left off, what I needed to do and I've always kept any phone calls I make with prospects anywhere from seven to 14 minutes so that that I could accomplish something and know I could still be on time with everything else and the tasks that I had to get done during the day. And you know, Simon, when my kids were little, and I know there's a lot of moms out there. There's You can make this fun. You know, there was an activity jar. Every time I left that house, kids were fighting over who's going to pack up the car because money went in that jar for special activities, you know, for kids. When it was time to be on the phone, um, I had a community toy chest. And I hope this is helpful to people. And it had, you know, many different um levels in it but the top level was only toys that could come down when i was making my connection calls and so that made kids eager mom you're gonna make a connection call so it wasn't as problematic as it can be if you don't have a plan in place
0: that is really good i'm taking lessons here for my three boys <laughs> you know th- t- tell me more about the activity jar i think that sometimes the kids can be a distraction they or like, people use the kids as an excuse they don't have time to do their business but well, talk about the activity jar what would you do how does the money go into the jar
1: I love it. Great question. You know, moms can do this. Um, We were designed to do this because of, um, you know, nobody has to tell us in the morning to get up and take care of kids and get things done right. So it's the same thing in a home-based business. When you go to work, you're told what to do. When you have a home-based business, nobody's going to tell you what to do. So we naturally do that. So one tip I could throw in there and then I'll get right to answering that is, you can do this as long as there's clear communication with your spouses, with your partners, with your children, so that they don't see what you're doing as you know something that's always being done and not productive. Because most people see you go to work, you trade time for dollars, and they can see how you make money. Well, at home, they don't see how phone calls are making you money, right? And so they may see that you're doing things that aren't very productive. But if you have those conversations, you talk about these times of length, you're going to focus and share with your family what the activities look like that actually produce results. It's amazing what that does. And then um, everybody's on board and they're working towards this common goal together. So in the activities jar, there was all sorts of things at the end of a 30 day period, we always had a special local activity that we could go do. And at the end of a 90 day, that activity money would go into something that was more of a destination, whether it was even an hour or two hour, another special activity. But it also kids were allowed to dip into that for uh, special things that they wanted to do. Maybe they wanted to go airsofting and what have you, they knew that they had the money and they had earned, you know, the opportunity to go do that. And it's not that, you know, you wouldn't, Obviously, you're going to have fun and you're going to do different things. But it's really cool when kids know that they earned that. They were a part of it and they were helping. And again, what we do at home, I mean, we're doing this so we can do life together. So I don't segregate what I'm doing with um, my family not knowing. They know and they all get the benefits together as well.
0: Awesome. It's like teamwork. right? So the team, they're part, they're part absolutely. of the business. They want mom to right. do well and they get rewarded as well. Yep. So you said you keep your prospect call seven to uh, 14 minutes, and I think that's really important because I think a lot of times people talk too long to their prospects. Can you share a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's key because of needing to keep a schedule for myself, right? And I need predictability in my life. And when we're calling prospects, if we're having 45 minute hour long conversations or even a half an hour, they're less likely to pick up the phone again, right? Mm. And if I've truly found for myself, if I'm on the phone longer than that, I might be getting into this convincing mode, right? And so I'm quick to recognize, you know what, I I enjoy getting to know you. In fact, it looks like you need some additional information. So how about I send you a couple extra videos or answer some questions or send you whatever information you need to look at so we can get back on the phone later so that you can come to a decision to join me today? Mm, So it's very important to keep it short because what you do in in your very first conversation with your prospects is you're training them right then and there how you do business. So you can't turn around later after you've had an hour-long plus conversation and then get someone started and trained and then ask them to, to take calls for other people and to prospect and keep their calls short when you never had done that with them. They are going to do what you did, not what you tell them to do.
0: Yes, your prospects are always going to do what you did to them, right? And that's a big, big, big aha moment here. Give me some thumbs up hearts. It's your first training session is actually when you talk to the prospect. You're training yeah. them how the business is like. And if you, a lot of you are talking for 30 minutes, 60 minutes to a prospect. That's why they're saying they don't have time, right? Because they, th- they can't do what you just did to them. And I think right. it also extends to downlines, too. Like, uh, I know when I work with my coaching clients, I have a coach as well, and Mastermind members we, we share once a month. Actually, in fact, it was yesterday. Well, we keep our calls very structured because I know in the past when you haven't talked to someone in a long time, you talk for an hour. And then right. because you talk so much, you don't want to talk to the person for a long time, a long time, right? <laughs> and then there's been months that go by and the next time you talk is for a long time and none of us have that time. So I think the key is like do what Sandy says, keep the calls short. Even if you're training a downline, keep them – I mean when you talk to a downline normally, how long do you keep those calls?
1: Um, I keep those calls uh, definitely short as well and – You know, the truth of that is, is typically if I'm going to talk to downline and it's not income producing conversations where somebody else is on the phone that I could be training them and helping them collect a check at the same time, those calls are happening after nine o'clock when I can't talk to new people. So I schedule those afterwards. And, you know, Simon, when you were talking about keeping it short, um, it's another great reason to keep it short is because you don't want to look like, um, you know, obviously you're going to be a professional, but you don't want to be that person that that other person can't see them being. So again, it comes down to duplicatableness. And if you can't um, create a situation that's duplicatable, then you're definitely not going to create a win situation for somebody. And when you get on these phone calls, the purpose of these calls are definitely, maybe you haven't talked to somebody in a while, right? And so a lot of times people ask me, well, I haven't talked to someone in eight years. What am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, have this conversation well please be honest and have integrity and be upfront call them and say hey Becky I know we haven't talked for a while but truly the purpose of my call is this this is why I thought you've i got to share something with you I'm building a massive organization or whatever it is and if you have time I'd love to you know share this with you and then afterwards catch up if you have all the small talk on the front end and then 20 30 minutes later you get to the purpose of your call People are not going to buy you um, and believe that you are really calling them and wanting to catch up and, um, you know, find out where they're at. So be honest with people, um, share the purpose of the call, get to that. And please, I mean, work with a sense of urgency. You know, right now, there are so many different things that are going on that people are looking for, you know, what it is that we are doing in their profession. You know, ask people to join you, ask them often. And um, yeah, make every call all about the other person, and just listen, listen, listen. But really, be very um, get to the point.
0: That is really good. I think a lot of people make that mistake. They're trying to call their old high school friends, and they're trying to be sincere with the small talk. But uh, even though they're doing it, they then they invite them to business. Number one is a bad impression, and, no, right. and also people can feel it, right? If they know that, why are you calling me after like ten years? And it's just small talk. It's kind of awkward. So I think that's really good advice because I think that's a question that comes up all the time. How do I reconnect with all contacts? Just do what Sandy shared. Be straight and direct to point. Be honest and invite yes. them. And then you can do the small talk afterwards. It's, it's way, way better than try to fake that small talk and then when you have the whole, whole purpose, your intention of the call was to invite them. Good stuff. I'm taking all these notes down. With, by the way, if you're watching this, I'm going to do a little recap after the show. I'm taking notes on my iPad here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what was an aha moment, a turning point in your business? So you you were building, what was a specific aha moment, like a light bulb moment for you when your business really, really took off?
1: You know, when my business really, really took off, there were some different changes that were happening in my life and when I just really stepped back and let go of some of the control and realized I was exactly where I needed to be and it was the right time and I just, you know, I didn't worry about other people and what they thought. I just kind of put my head down and got to work. I mean, it was an aha moment when your back is up against a wall and, you know, you don't want to... Um, get a job or, or produce money in any other way, um, you will, you know, get busy and get to work. And so my aha moment was, is that, you know, it doesn't matter. The fear has got to be set aside. You are designed to do great things. Everybody was. And so um, this is just the best, you know, avenue to do it. And I just decided to forget what everybody else was thinking about me. You know, I've done a lot of things in my life that are very untraditional from homeschooling, home birthing, you know, working from a home. You know, there's always those people that are naysayers and, you know, wanting to um, say negative things. And sometimes that gets to you. But I just decided, you know, love people where they're at and release, you know, them to be who they want to be. But still, I was designed to do something great. And it's just a different path than most people.
0: Um, can you dig a little bit deeper? How do you get rid of those naysayers? Because I think a lot of the listeners or the watchers here, they get affected by that. Or they make close friends and family or they look at something weird. They think they're weird. How do you, like, mm-hmm. become, because, like, immune to that? How do you, like, protect yourself from that?
1: Well, again, it comes back to having really strong, um, you know, conversations at home and having a strong belief system in yourself. I find that if people, you know, have a stronger belief system in other things, places, objects, or even a strong, you know, belief in their business, but their belief isn't strong enough in themselves, they're not going to have that armor to protect themselves of what other people are saying. And unless you want to buy their lifestyle as well, I would not buy their opinions. I mean, that's just one of my favorite quotes as well. And so you, I mean, What we do, um, because we're creating so many different relationships, our business is a very very relationship, um, you know, oriented business. So you're going to be affected to a degree, but yet again, you're on a mission. And if you know that what you're doing is right for you, you just really have to hold fast to that. And, um, you know, again, I just, if people have something that's negative, I have no problem saying, you know what, that's another great way to think. But in fact, this way is a way that's producing, you know, the results that are getting me closer to where I want to go. And I don't know if that's for you. But you might want to look at some of the things that are going on in your life. And you know, there's different ways to look at things. So I just try not take on somebody else's story, somebody else's situation. And I am, um, I don't even have to have compassion from anybody else. And they don't need to know my situation. I just love and support people where they're. At and I, I don't um, you know let that hold me back so much. but it took years. Simon, so, mean, it really took it takes a while to get there, but it doesn't have to and you know one of the other things I've learned is anything can happen the moment you decide. Hmm. you make that decision, you surround yourself with the right people, the right books, and you just put your head down and you get to work and you just go out there and be who you are designed to be.
0: I love that moment happens when you decide. you know everyone out here, mm-hmm. you can make that decision. Right, that decision. And another writer down is, you know, if you want to buy, if you don't want to buy their lifestyle, don't buy their opinions. And, and the funny thing is, most of the people who are negative, they're actually ones that haven't achieved much in life. Right? You don't want their life, but they tend to be most negative. And I think it's just going through that, knowing that it doesn't matter what level you are right now, or what, well, you, maybe you're at uh, Sandy's level. You are going to have these naysayers, but you keep if you don't want their lifestyle, don't buy their opinions. What is your This is my favorite question because it's related to the naysayers and activity, the mindset. What is your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing? And what happened and what are the lessons you learned from that?
1: You know, the worst um, thing that has ever happened to me in network marketing, um, finding myself in a place where I was no longer meant to be anymore. You know, I've been in an opportunity where I've tapped out the compensation plan and I stayed there as long as I could. And, um, you know, I feel like when you are now making compromises for other people's mission in life, you know, that is not the right thing to do. Um, So that's happened to me um, twice where I found myself in a place in an organization that wasn't necessarily best fit. And I stayed a little too long. And so I don't think that it's That it was the worst thing. It was just necessary. You know, it just brought me to where I am today. And I'm thankful for all the stepping stones. I'm thankful for all the relationships that I've created and what I have learned. But, you know, to be honest, Simon, there really isn't anything that has happened to me that has really been all that devastating. Um, so more it's been about personal growth and development and making sure that I am who I should be and I'm not where I shouldn't be so that I can be um, you know, a greater impact to more people. So
0: You mentioned important things because your personal growth. So what is not devastating to you may be devastating for someone else. But mm-hmm. it's because your personal growth, that's why it's not that, that big a deal for you. That's right. right. Uh, it's yes. like Jim Rohn. I mean, one of my favorite quotes I remember from The Art of Exceptional Living. I used to listen listened to, by the way, that's an awesome audio everyone needs to listen to. Mm-hmm. Art of Exceptional Living. I don't even know if they sell it anymore, but you can probably buy it on eBay or somewhere by Jim Rohn. And, and get the audio version. Okay? Much better than the book. It says that, I don't wish for less problems, wish for more wisdom. Yeah. So Sandy has all the problems, probably more, because it's a song game by Big, you know, I'm quoting Jim Rohn and also she's quoting uh, Notorious B.I.G. More money, more problems. <laughs> Right, <laughs> so you can have more problems, but if you have more wisdom, you can handle that. So Sandy's saying she doesn't mm-hmm. have any devastating. I'm sure she's gone through lots of crap, but she has the wisdom and experience to go through that. So why do you stay in network marketing? I mean, you said you said you have five opportunities, you've partnered finally, you know, with a great company, but why keep going through that? Because uh, some people would say, oh, that's not really residual really yes. income. See, you have to start over again. So why do you stay in network marketing?
1: Oh, I absolutely love it, you know, and and what it can give to other people. I'm really here like the great Zig Ziglar said, the more people that you can help, the more that you're going to, you know, get exactly what it is that you need. So I just don't have a fear of that. And I really don't have a a particular love for money. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm in this for the money because I have bills and there's so much more I want to do in life and more people I want to help. But the reality is, is, you know, I have walked away from a four to five figure income weekly um, in an opportunity to go out and do it all over again, go get my first two people. Um, This industry works. It works better than anything else out there. And I'd rather bet, you know, my life on being able to, again, get to work and go create a paycheck here that will actually duplicate and then um you know continue to come residually then sign up for anybody else's dream plan or their business. So I mean this straight up works, Simon. This is the like my um friend Kevin Brazel always says it's the purest form of you know pure capitalism even out there so you it's a low cost you know entry and when people are whining and complaining about certain things they're not whining and complaining about network marketing they just typically whine and complain about everything so but when you look at the facts I mean where can you go where you can get in for anywhere from twenty dollars to three hundred dollars and knock out a couple million dollars you know in a handful of years I mean there's nowhere you can go we you know we eat our overhead in my particular company, so there is no overhead. And it's just something that I love the freedom of it because you can go anywhere and do this absolutely anywhere. I mean, if I wanted to pick up and move tomorrow, my business goes with me. There's no rebuilding or, or anything like that. So, and I know there's a lot of ups and downs, and, um, you know, some people may struggle. It's not the company you're struggling with. It's you. So until you get yourself straight and, you know, really become that person and personally develop, I mean, again, you're, you're gifted and you're talented. You're neither going to be giving those gifts and talents to somebody else towards their mission in life, or you're going to give them to yourself and then, you know, be able to do more. Hmm. So
0: By the way, there's another writer downer. I like this. You said people who complain, or complain about network marketing, they're the same people who can complain about everything. Yes. and that is so true I never thought about that that is so you, so yeah. so true and if you have downlines who complain about network marketing that's the first leadership right yes. you never can criticize complain or condemn because if you start doing that you take yourself away from our personal growth like the personal growth that Sandy talked about how those you know bad things are never no longer devastating but if you don't look inward work on yourself all, mm. everything seems to be bad to her, Sandy nothing right. has been bad because it's helped her grow so it's very very Thanks. inspiring um, in your journey, what would you consider your proudest moment in network marketing? Proudest moment.
1: Okay. Well, I was pretty darn proud of myself when I walked away and started all over again. Um, and, you know, I guess also, let's see, proudest moment.
0: Yeah, I want to add one you know, thing while you think about that, right? When you okay. walk away, I think that's the important thing is, unlike a job, Sandy has the personal development and the growth where she can start something new again. It's like you said, Mm. Kevin still talked about it's the purest form of capitalism because you have Mm. your brain, you have your mindset, you have your toughness. That is something, people can take away your money, they can steal all your personal belongings, but they can never take your knowledge and wisdom. And that's 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 what Robert Kiyosaki, he talks about, is the best business school. Right, and that's the that's best right. best value you can get for your money. So I just wanted to add that in because you you really you know you you, t- you talked about that. Uh, but what would you be getting back to the question? What would your uh, proudest moment in network marketing be?
1: Uh, you know, I I made a decision um, a few years ago to really just not compromise anymore, and I made a decision um, to join forces with um, per- some people. That um, as friends um, and as, you know, my partner in life as well, that, you know, just to stay on the same page, I just I really got to that place where I'm just not going to compromise anymore. And um, I just really um, expect great things to happen. And there was just a huge shift about three years ago. And it's amazing what I've accomplished. And again, I know I'm making everything just sound so simple and easy and fun all the time. It's not, but that excites me because there's new challenges that come every day and I've knocked out some pretty cool things in the last three years. (laughs) Mm.
0: What are some challenges you're tackling right now?
1: Um, Let's see right now. You know, I go through a time Simon um, with organization where I'm always evaluating how I can become more efficient And so, this is a very busy time of the year for us. We've got yearly conferences. We've got some um, massive growth going on. So, I'm really trying to find extra time to be able to produce more. I mean, I'm always just trying to refine things. So, I'm actually in a process of where I go through everything that needs to be done. um, And then, you you know, if I want to do more to create more growth, I've got to take some things out. So, I just have to decide what those things are going to be. I'm not... I learned a long time ago not to be that person that's going to put 48 hours worth of activities in a 24-hour day. I don't want to cause frustration, additional stress. I don't want anxiety in my life or anything like that. So um, I don't know if it's really difficult or a challenge, but um, I guess some of these things are just so natural for me. And a lot of people might find, you know, having to reorganize and find more time in your daily You know, schedule a challenge, but I find those things um, a whole lot of fun and I love what I learn each time I do it. You know, there's a really good book that I purchased about probably 18, 19 years ago. It's called Managers of Their Home. And I hope that, um, especially you moms out there that have children and are doing some home based businesses and network marketing or direct sales, you've got to go get that book. This is really going to help you find that time. Um, in your day and create actually a schedule that you can piece together that's really workable and it's based off what needs to be done not necessarily what wants to be done and it's just a great way to actually manage and schedule the whole family not that you can manage time I mean you really it comes down to just managing yourself and so that's why you've really got to look at these different things and piece them together but managers of their home is a fantastic um, booked best $25 you'll probably ever spend. Cause so many people, Simon ask me, how do you schedule your day? What does it look like? You know, when I was raising kids, you've got kids that are about to drop naps. You've got kids that wake up at a certain time, kids that go to bed at other times. You know, I homeschooled my children. So that's seven subjects times seven kids a day. So you have to figure <laughs> out how to get that all in. Right. And so like you, I had three boys, but then I had a daughter and then I had three more boys. So I feel like I have two sets of three boys. Um, but the reality is, is it can all be done. It's all about priorities and um, just making things, you know, fit together and then scheduling out something realistic and say, hey, we're going to work this for this amount of time. And even if you put together the most perfect you know, schedule that you think, you've got to be willing to be flexible. If it's not working, do not force it. Stop, drop and change it and then figure some things out. So,
0: Really good. Managers of their home, right? We'll put yes. that uh, link to that book on the show notes. I will get that book. Uh, Right after this, Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out, get that book, uh, because I definitely uh, could use some wisdom in, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not at your level, seven kids, but three boys is a lot of stuff for me going on for for me right now. Um, What is your, uh, and uh, you talk about uh, being efficient, I totally understand that, because I think the entrepreneur, the most important word to say is no and i always talk about it, it's the give up mm-hmm. list because as an entrepreneur <laughs> we have great ideas you want to grow a business this way this way this thing of events but it's, it's never ending right but mm-hmm. how can you have like a balance in life and still do is learning to give up list and be more efficient um what is your normal routine like on a day-to-day like when you wake what time do you wake up what time do you go to bed and how do you fit your business in
1: well here's um something fun to share, you know, I'm out of my comfort zone a little bit here, because I was surprised by the live Facebook. So I'm still in my gym clothes, you know, got up early this morning was out the door about six o'clock, you know, I have my, you know, nutrition first thing and get my gym clothes on and head down to the gym. And then, you know, um, when I get back, I neither read and do my personally develop, personal development beforehand, or I do it afterwards, just depending on what time I might meet my trainer or if I'm going without my trainer. But that's a priority. Um, and also in the morning, I spend about an hour and a half on social media. Um, I'm being consistent. I'm creating um, you know, a lot of good habits on there and showcasing my lifestyle. It's not all about sell, sell and opportunity. It's just about being transparent. And I don't know if some of you had seen, but just posted a really neat tribute video of, you know, our dog whose name was Zig Ziglar that we had for 10 years. And so, um, needless to say, you know, being transparent, showing people that, you know, I am a person, um, as well. So I spend that time on, on Facebook, um, I do the strength you know training too um as well, but you know I eat, I spend an hour and a half to two and a half, sometimes three hours in my office before I go on a um you know walk before lunch, and then after that, I'm usually in my office for two to four hours I'm running errands after that, family time et cetera, and then I'm also working another two to three hours you know afterwards you know from eight o'clock you know onwards. You know, so I'm pretty much doing um, business, like I said before, in the pockets of my life. But at the same time, I have structures so that I'm knocking out the things that need to be done. You know, you you touched on something about how do you decide what to say no to. So I always ask myself a couple questions. The first question is, is what I'm am I what I am doing right now going to produce a result that is going to add to my business? And if not, I can do it later. Right. And if I do this right now, am I willing to continue to do it for somebody else? So, um, and what I mean by that is, is, you know, we are being an example, of whether people see us or not, we're creating habits. Is it going to benefit our future team and other people? Um, so no matter if people can see you or not see you, you know, it's still going to come out um, in your daily activities. But basically, that main question is, is what am I, what I'm doing right now? Is it going to produce the results that I need right now? And if it's not, you got to do it another time. And that could be too many events you're going to. I mean, I don't know if there's too many, but there's a lot of times where we create a lot of procrastination in our life because success, right, we're going to, um, it's not as familiar with, with us um, a lot of the times because we haven't actually experienced it yet. So we get caught doing these things that actually aren't producing us results to get us closer to really what we say that we want so that's why I think that question is just really important. Instead of you know sitting there and organizing a desk or you know talking about doing the business versus doing the business. So,
0: um, let me ask you this question. I know you look very very young, and uh, even though you have a grandkid, you're dating thank yourself, you. <laughs> what would you tell your thirty year old? Uh, actually, what would you tell the Sandy from twenty five years ago when you just got started in uh, network marketing? Hmm. What would you tell that younger Sandy who just got started? Say so you were two years you in. Know. Two years in. So you're 27 years ago, you started. You're two years into the business. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give her?
1: Um, again, focus is huge. Um, and just stepping out in faith and allowing doors to open. And Once they open, you know, just walk through and don't be afraid of success. Um, I probably could have found some success sooner than I had because I held myself back. And again, I so believe that um it's up to us, right? And so for that Sandy, you know, 20, 30 years ago is, you know, just step out in faith. God's going to honor that. He's going to bring the people into your life. He doesn't tempt you with, you know, all these emotions, these desires and these dreams. You know, he's doing that cuz he's showing you where he wants you to go. So um, don't question it and just, you know, move forward. Always be progressive in thinking, in action, and even with the people you surround yourself with. Mm.
0: Uh, how have you seen the profession change in the last 27 years? Since uh, How have you seen the change? And I guess the follow-up question would be, um, do you see people more open to it than before?
1: Absolutely. Um, I do see people more open to it. I feel that, you know, our profession is just an untapped profession, you guys. Um, 97% of the people out there are just fighting for jobs, right? Um, you've got passions for careers and what have you out there, but there's only about 3% of us that are in our profession, and 80% of the women in the United States are, you know, making six figures and above here in our industry, not in corporate America anymore. So it's very well received. Um... How was it different before? I mean, it's obviously evolved. It's easier to communicate with people, right? I mean, I didn't have a cell phone back in the day. I had to do calls on a landline. I would grab a handful of mini m MMM, mini MMs, toss them across the floor to keep my kids busy finding them so I could have a phone call because I couldn't move, you know? So <coughs> um, just being able to um, communicate um, all the different apps out there, uh, the ways to stay in touch. You know, here we have people from New Zealand and all over the world, you know, we can build a global, um, you know, business and organizations for ourselves just from using Zoom and different technologies that were not available to us. I mean, I was sending out, you know, cassette tapes. I mean, the catalogs I was sending out, the, it took more money back in the day to build a business than it does now. It is so easy. And I think that's part of, you know, some people having to struggle with it. It's so easy to do, but yet then it's easy not to do. The investment, just time that it takes and um, the money that it takes, it's just not the same anymore. Mm. It is very easy to do what we do.
0: Want to know the best places to find new prospects in a new city? What places to advertise and find leads? As an MLM Nation Insider member, you can get How to Find Prospects in the New City course and all my other training courses for free. Normally, these courses sell for $47 on our website, but all MLM Nation Insider members have free access anytime. You definitely want to be an Insider member. Go take a dollar trial and check it out at www.mlmnationinsider.com. That's (laughs) mlmnationinsider.com. I uh, appreciate your time, Sandy. As you wrap it up, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay. And the first question is, what is one of your favorite... Actually, before I even ask this, you know Sandy, we're talking about personal growth. You know Sandy's all into personal development where her dog is called Zig Ziglar. <laughs> <laughs> and you go check out her Facebook page. Her cover photo is Zig Ziglar on there. So Zig Ziglar, <laughs> yeah, he's not... He's not a six foot tall guy, It's a little fluffy cute dog, so you know she's in the personal development. So, related to that, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you?
1: Oh, well, one of my favorite books is actually Zig Ziglar. See You at the Top, and it just talks about getting rid of that, you know, stinking thinking, and um, again, we've talked a lot about that the only person that really holds us back, right, is us. And so those are just a lot of my favorite, you know, quotes are just around, you know, if you can dream it, you can do it. You know, it's just if it's going to meant to be, it's up to me and it's up to us. And so those are um, the type of quotes that I love that are inspiring and empowering. And just, you know, just, you know, you guys, you got to stay out of your own head. But yet you have to um, just believe in yourself. And um, there's many great books out there. I love Darren Hardy. Um, I love eric Waray. i there's there's too many people out there to actually you know fill your mind with the good stuff.
0: <laughs> what is one habit that's helped you become successful?
1: Okay, a habit that's helped me become successful is that I'm always connecting with people um again, being busy and on the go and always having uh, my children around me. I had to do business in the pockets of my life. So, creating that structure of a schedule that I stuck to, but always connecting with people um, and creating, you know, new contacts. I mean, my goal is not only am I meeting people online, but every time I leave my house, right? Um, I'm going to give eye contact and I'm going to grab names and numbers and I know not everybody likes to do that But I just find such joy and pleasure of just looking someone in the eye Asking them what the latest and the greatest is and if the conversation goes in a way where I want to exchange information You know, I'm doing that and I over the years. I've met people everywhere I have formed amazing relationships and friendships that I still have today Um, Just because of that habit of not just walking with my head down and not paying attention to anybody else. And so it's impacted my life in many ways because of the relationships it's brought me. And I know that it's done the same for other people as well. So,
0: what's the best piece of advice you ever received?
1: Uh, The best piece of advice, again, I think is just putting my head down and getting to work and knowing if, um, you know, there isn't. If I'm going to fail, it's going to be because of me. And if because I succeed, it's going to be, you know, because of me. So, um, the best piece of advice, you know, that I've had is, and I actually wrote it down because I wanted to articulate this, um, Again, is touches on. So this is what it was: is have the courage to live a life true to myself, and not to live a life that other people's expected of that other people expected of me. Um, just to really just put my head down, work hard, never wait for things to happen, Simon. You know, um, and make them happen for yourself through just consistent work and just never give up. I mean, that was some advice that I received a long time ago from somebody, and I just love that. Never wait for stuff to happen.
0: Mm, love it. Uh, what's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone, you have a qualified prospect. Do you send them a link to an online video? Do you uh, Skype with them? Do you do a Zoom meeting? Do you do uh, meet them with coffee and do a flip chart? Well, what do you like to use? <gasps>
1: You know, I actually do all of those things, Simon. I love the Zoom, connecting with people, you know, from Nigeria through there, from just to anywhere. It's easy. Again, uh, modern technology is amazing because all of these apps we have on our phone, we have on our computers. I love Facebook Live. I love Facebook Messenger. Um, I I believe this business is a belly-to-belly business. So I do a lot of face-to-face, whether it's in person or through using apps. I use constant um, Excel for my texting communication, because that way I've got great communication with my team. Um, I love the app, Tape A Call, because um, Mm -hmm. it keeps everybody in the know with any kind of team communications as well. But I'm always sending out videos, you know, I have my own um, websites with my short videos, with my links, and anything that I can do to give somebody a quick look, a a quick connection, to see something short, um, I use all those different avenues, Simon.
0: Awesome. And you had mentioned the managing of your house but the book. Yes. Any other book, any other one or two other books you could recommend?
1: Um, again, I do love, you know, See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar. I think the, one of the main things people struggle with is what's in their own mind. And so, um, again, The Compound Effect, though, by Darren Hardy. That's another great book. Um, by the way, Managers um, of Their Home is by Stephen and Terry um, Maxwell. And the cool thing about that book, it's an activity book. Like when you're done reading it, Simon, mean, you're gonna have a full color chart, and your boys are gonna be on there. Um, you can put the dog on there if you want, <laughs> and it's gonna be really, really well laid out. But you know, some of the other books that I've really loved is even the Sales Bible. Um, I love um, oh, that's an
0: awesome one. The Sales numbers. Bible, I do.
1: Not many really, people I know about in that. No, we're marketing
0: that book made a huge impact on me. The Sales Bible, I remember exactly yes. reading it in 2005. Really get on this stuff. Right. I
1: know. I, I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> okay, here is the last question. And this is for Alice uh, Edgerton. You are asked about this question. This is for you. Okay, and the last mm-hmm. question of the show. The million dollar question. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Here's the million dollar question, Sandy. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew <laughs> no one. So you didn't know your seven kids. You didn't know Travis. You didn't know Kevin Braswell. You didn't know anyone. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet. What is the first thing you do or the first place you go to start building connections and finding prospects and building their own business from scratch?
1: You know, Simon, if the desire is there, it just works, right? Um, You know, you have all your years. You have your experience and everything else. And you just go out there and you go get your first two again. You just go out there and you talk to people. This business is real and alive and people are looking for it. You know, if somebody – you go out there, you talk to two people – and then that's what's going to get you, you know, more people, more growth. You can build an organization. If somebody were to drop me off in the middle of a forest, instead of freezing to death, guess what I'd do? I'd, get go, I'd go get two sticks and I'd get to work, right? Mm-hmm. And i create a large fire. So it just starts with two people. So if you're thinking you have to have a special technique or anything else like that, you really don't. You have to go out there, have real conversations with people, find out where they're at, Offer, you know, the solution and, you know, partner with people because it grows so quickly. So, I mean, that's what I would do. It doesn't matter where I'd be dropped off. As long as are people, I know that I could get to work and build another organization and really produce something that's going to, you know, I'll survive. It'll
0: work. Where, the, where would you go? What's the first place you'll go? A gym? A coffee shop? Where would you go to meet people?
1: Uh, you know. Social media? Here's, well, here's even a, a tip, you know, yeah, of course, social media, all those things are great. You know, think about this, Simon, right? <clears throat> Every day we've got all these just regular things we have to do in a life, in our life, right? Right. I mean, my bank has multiple branches. I don't go to the same branch. I go to different branches. There's different grocery stores to go to. I go to different grocery stores. There's different salons. There's different gyms. I mean, I literally go to a handful of gyms in my area. So I'm always putting myself in front of new faces so that I can create conversations and develop relationships. Um, probably before I left my house, Simon, I'm going to jump online. I'll create a new you know, social media page. I'll get my presence. I'll make it be known. I'll put a great you know, photo on there. I always keep anything that I post super short. Um, and then I would, you know, walk out my front door and just go out there and meet people. I love coffee shops. Um, because there's a lot of people that will take, go to a coffee shop, especially the larger ones, and you know they're committed to achieving something, right? You've got college students there. You've got other business people that are meeting people there. I mean, there's been times I've met people in a coffee shop, and after they've sat down and had a meeting, and I totally know what they're doing, I'll just go up to them and introduce myself and say, Hey, you know, I couldn't help but notice that it looks like we're in the same profession. I don't know if you're happy with the amount of income, you know, that you're producing, but I'd love to show you what we've got. I mean, sometimes I'm bold like that it just depends but then sometimes I'm like you know what congratulations there needs to be more of us out there sharing what we can do for other people through this type of you know um, profession so i hey, that's an awesome.
0: I love it love it love it that's an awesome aha moment people at, at coffee shops they never thought of that way they're actually want, are going places right they're either a student yes. studying they're not playing partying they're studying or they're trying to study they have ambition whether they're actually studying they have in, the intent to study or they're out there to meet people doing business meetings yeah. it's a very good yeah. place Hey, you've been so awesome. Thank you so much. Any last words, Sandy? And what's the best way for our listeners of viewers, to connect with you? What's the best way?
1: Awesome. Thank you, Simon. Well, I've really appreciated this time. I love what you're doing for our profession and getting out there and just showcasing all these stories. This is huge. It just creates that impact that other people can quickly say, shoot, I can do that. I mean, Sandy's nobody special, so... Thank you, Simon, for taking the time to get out there and, you know, meet everybody out there that's really making a difference. And so if anybody wants to connect with me, they can go to empoweredlife.life. They can also go to sandywatkins.com or sandywatkins.life. So multiple ways to connect with me. I look forward to, you know, creating some new friendships just because of this opportunity with you, Simon. And yeah, great to be partnered with you.
0: Hey, definitely check out Sandy. Connect with her. And you know, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging with Sandy Watkins. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.net and type in Sandy, S-A-N-D-I, at the search bar and the show notes will pop right up. All the nuggets of wisdom, the books that you talked about, will be right there. You know, so Sandy, in order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact. A millions of disturbers worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Bless you. Bye, guys. Want to know how to prospect more confidently and speak with influence? As an ml Nation Insider member, you get my Speak to Influence course along with seventeen other training courses for free. These courses are normally forty-seven dollars, but with your dollar trial, you get all of them for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that's MLMNationInsider.com. Hey, this is Simon Janet. Here's a recap and a review of an amazing episode, super inspiring story. From Sandy Watkins, make sure you go to mmnation.net, search for Sandy, S-A-N-D-I, in order to Nuggets of Wisdom. Her contact info, her link to her Facebook, uh, the books that she talked about will be right there. So mmnation.net forward slash Sandy. So here's some uh, aha moments. Okay, number one, uh, she's very organized. and I love her S-O-S system. Okay, S-O-S system. Simplify organize and systemize. You want to simplify the process. You want to organize it and you want to systemize it. So simplify, keep it simple, organize it and systemize it. So she talked about prospecting course. She wants to simplify it. When you talk to prospects, you want to keep it short. Seven to 14 minutes because the more you talk, again, you don't get in trouble because the more you talk, the more you end up selling, being a salesperson, right? And people start saying, I don't have time or I can't talk to the way you are. So short. And also, I think it's just out of necessity. Sandy had seven kids, it's you know, going different places, and she needed to keep it short, right? And she trained herself to keep it short so she can fit these little small little pockets of time to make to build her business, right? So, if you have one or two kids you think it's tough, just (laughs) just ask yourself, what excuses do you have? It's inspiring for me. I have three kids. What excuses do I have? Someone with seven kids is making it happen. Um, other thing was, um, you know, your first training is actually when you talk to your prospects. If you're talking too much, it's they're, they're basically sending the message, this is what you have to do to them. Your prospects always think that you did, that you, they got to do what you did to them. So if you're talking too much, they think, they will start saying, I can't sell, I don't have time. You know, come avoid those excuses. So keep it short and use the tool. Um, she, I like the way um, she talked about she had it in terms of managing her home is her, her activity jar. And she has a community toy chest. So you got the kids involved in the business. They felt they were rooting for her, right? And, you know, talk about, you know, being creative. At one time, she had to hit throw M&Ms around and get the kids to find the M&Ms it's not about no time. It's about, a lot of times people say, I oh, have no money, no time. It's not no money, no time. It's no not enough resourcefulness. You're not resourceful, creative enough. And she had found a way to keep the kids distracted so she can make sneaking, you know, sneaking one or two phone calls in there. So, really good stuff. Just It's all about creativity, and looking inward, like I said, never criticize, complain, condemn. Grow yourself, and you find solutions out there. And hats off for everyone who's watching this. If you like, you're watching this Facebook Live. Give me some thumbs up hearts. I'm gonna keep going. On this, keep going on this recap. Here's another thing. I actually didn't talk much about this, but never schedule calls with downline during prospecting time. Sandy will only talk, you know, talk to downlines, train them after prospecting time, which is when she has, it was too late to call prospects. Okay. Uh, because you don't want to waste your energy and your prospecting time your money-making time. So use that wisely. She gave another great tip. You want to contact old, uh, I think uh, uh, Alice she had asked about connecting with old prospects, right, uh, and people you haven't talked to. Sometimes we do the small talk, but people can tell. Like if you haven't talked to someone in like years and you're trying to call them and all of a sudden do small talk, people know like, what's, what's weird? Like I don't even hear from you anymore. All of a sudden you're doing this, they become suspicious, and also, especially if you want to invite the business, when you finally invite them, like, oh, they all lose all the credibility because you feel like oh, you're just trying to manipulate them, use them because you want to sell them something. That's what I think. But you know, Sandy gave great advice. So like, be honest, let them know. Just very straight I got something American side I want to share with you. And then see that interested, and then you can do the small talk afterwards. Let them know about the purpose of the call. Okay. Let's moving on. Dealing with rejection. These are come big quotes. If you don't want to buy their lifestyle, don't buy their opinions. Okay, next time someone's negative, if you don't want to buy their lifestyle, don't buy their opinions. Because there's always going to be haters, always going to be people who are negative. Actually, in fact, the more successful, one thing I learned is the more successful you are, the more haters you have. The more people, naysayers you have. Actually, the naysayers don't go away. They actually increase as you become more, more successful. I mean, if you don't... Believe me, look. My, does Michael Jordan has more negative haters, or those the person who has never played professional basketball? Done it. The people where the more famous you have, the more negative people. But they learn, like Sandy says, having the personal growth. And she says, she's, she's never had any devastating moments, never bad moments, because everything's an opportunity to grow. So if you have challenges today, if you have things that are tough, pushing you, it's an opportunity for you to grow. All right, uh, and the moment happens. When you decide, everything happens when you make that decision, commit and make that decision on what you need to do. Let's go back, you know, uh, whatever you do, people, have, yeah, you're right, Renan from Philippines. Whatever you do, people have something to say, you know, and people who complain about network marketing, they complain about everything. And that's so true. And that's what the first rule of leadership is never criticize, complain, or condemn. Okay. Never criticize, complain. condemn. Hey, you can give hearts and loves. She, Sandy definitely connect with her. Give her the love and hearts. She is awesome. Never criticize, complain. Condemn. And and you know, if you have so many things, you talk about because uh, she is super, super organized. Okay, she is super, super organized. And anyone with seven kids got to be super organized. She talked about there's so many things we want to do, and we get tempted. You see this on Facebook. You see this, or you want events to go to? Ask them. If you do this, we will get you result now. Focus on the now. A lot of times we do things, and we have these goals, but we get distracted. That's a great question. If I do this, would it get me the results now? Only focus on those things, okay? And I talked about one of my favorite lists is the give up list, the give up list. Uh, what are things, instead of the to-do list, we, know we don't need a new more to-do list. Everyone you're watching, listening, you have more than things to do list. What you need is the give up list, right? The give up list. Um, I love you know talk about favorite quotes stinking thinking right that I think comes from Zig Ziglar the only person that holds you back is you so learn to change change last thing is the million dollar question you know uh, Alice you had asked that question how to build connections is just go out and meet people don't go out and build your business. Go out and do life and meet people. And she talked about go to different gyms, different grocery stores, different coffee shops. They're all great opportunities. Have a smile and just meet people, build relationships. That's the way you build connections. and be, Make a friend first. Be a friend, make a friend, provide value. And over time, your contact, your list will grow, grow, your network will grow. So again, awesome show from Sandy Watkins. Make sure to connect with her. Go to mlnation.net. And just so for Sandy, S-A-D-O. S-A-N-D-I uh, connect with her on Facebook she's very responsive just look what she does you can actually get some social media tips from her as well if you like the show please subscribe rate and review on iTunes all the reviews mean a lot not just to uh, for our team but team by the way thank you five people work on the show every episode we do three episodes a week so it's a, it's a lot of work but it's actually my passion my purpose in life um, to help as many people to give back to this profession that's what I do but leave the reviews it helps us it also helps other distributors find us better and then lastly, share this with the community. Uh, we do these live casts. We do on a podcast. We give double exposure. People have been loving these simulcasts. So that's why I've been doing it. It's actually a lot more work for us now. i to do a couple of things, but it's a ton of fun and uh, people are getting a lot of value. So again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.